From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Hey, for today's show, we'll talk about things that affect our feelings. First, we'll chat with journalist Katie Eubanks and co-worker Dustin Barnes about the music they introduced each other to that makes them feel a certain way. After that, we'll talk about losing loved ones and dealing with those feelings. I lost my father last year and my mother this past Friday. I'm not sure if there's a right or wrong way to grieve, but I'd like to hear from you. How do you deal with the loss of a loved one? What kind of music do you listen to to uplift yourself? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is from MPB Think Radio. This is Now You're Talking. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Ah, oh, tell you what, what a weekend. What a weekend. I hope you're doing okay. We're going to have a great show lined up for you today. First, we're going to have Katie Eubanks and her coworker Dustin Barnes from the Clarion Ledger. They're going to be telling you a little bit. Okay, they basically got stuck on a road trip together. They had to go to Lafayette, Louisiana, which is about three and a half hour drives. And so they forced on each other music playlists. That would be like Sharita and I doing a road trip. Me forcing some of the, the, <laughs> the absolute stuff that would drive her crazy, make her listen to it. So I look forward to having them talk a little bit about that. And also, too, uh, had a rough weekend, obviously, um, kind of alluded to it. If you caught the intro just a couple minutes ago, my mom passed away on Friday, on Good Friday. Um, she was 81 years old. Her name was Virginia. She was um, one of the strongest people I've ever known. She could be ornery. She could be a lot of things, but she was talented. She was beautiful. She was my mom. And, um, you know, it's not easy. And it's honest. I debated whether even doing the show today, but uh, her funeral is going to be later on this week. And I'll be honest with you, normalcy is a good thing for me right now. And I just wanted to be able to come talk to you. So we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about grief. And and I'd like to hear from you, because how do you deal with it? How do you deal with the loss of a loved one? We've, in the last five years, my family, we've lost my brother-in-law to ALS, um, lost my dad to Alzheimer's dementia about a year ago, last July, and now mom. And um, it's been tough. And, you know, it's it's something we all deal with. It's Obviously, I'm not any different than anybody else. We all are going to lose our parents, and we're going to be the oldest at one point. I am now. Well, actually, I'm not. My sister's older. I love that. Uh, I brought that up to her over the weekend. She was not real happy with that. But I just want to know how you deal with it. And it's kind of, I guess, um, in the news as well, because uh, Prince William has come out and talked about that as well, about how he's dealing with the death of his own mother, Princess Diana. Gosh, what was that? 20 you know, something years ago. Mm-hmm. And he just basically thought, well, I'm a guy. I'm going to swallow this. And he started having all kinds of like reactions, like he would had anxiety, he couldn't go out in public places, he suddenly would want to get in fights, he wanted to punch people. Uh, it, so it was one of those things that started manifesting itself because he tried to swallow it, and he's finally he's like, I gotta go get some help. And he created a charity, which is called Heads Together, and basically he promotes he- mental health. And you know, a lot of people talk about that, it's like what they think that it's weak if you go get help. It's not weak, it's smart. And 
because you don't want to deal with stuff that's suppressed and down there and in your brain because your brain's I mean it's like if you break your leg don't you go to the doctor to go get your leg fixed I mean if your right. brain's broken well you well, you need to go get it fixed and so uh, it's tough and and I'll talk a little bit more about mom and about what happened with that she's been sick for a while but uh this kind of did come quickly and unexpected um and it's been a difficult ride, you know, for my family, like a lot of people. I mean, I read your Facebook comments every day. I got 5,000 people follow me. So I, it's almost like I get to read the world's mind. Mm. Sevens every day. So mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I'm not unusual. I'm not going to throw a pity party on this. We're going to deal with it. But it still stinks. It's like, that's my mom. Well, that's you know? one of the, the, the reasons that I wanted to have this show today. Since you decided to be on uh, against my will, I would have rather you maybe been out running or doing something else. Oh, I else, did that but, this morning, trust me. And I did that yeah. yesterday and I did that the day before. But yes. Right. But you wanted to be here this morning. So I decided that maybe we could use this show today as just an hour of healing. You know, have folks call in and talk about how they have dealt with the loss of a loved one. Uh, you know, what do you listen to to uplift you? What are your thoughts and ideas about grieving? Because I don't think there's a right or wrong way to There's grieve. Not. Uh, so we'd love to hear from our listeners this morning at 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Since Marshall is here and, um, you know, choosing to serve today at such a, a delicate time in his life, we'd love for you guys to call in um, and just hear your thoughts on, on grieving and how you've dealt with the loss of loved ones. But but is it is it a, a guide thing? You know, have we kind of created this space for people, uh, for men particularly in the world, that men have to be strong and that they're not supposed to break down and they're not supposed to cry and react when things happen. Do you kind of feel that pressure at all as a man? You know, not as much as maybe I would have 20 years ago. And one of the things that happened with me was when my dad's dad died, my dad kind of changed. You know, he was one of those kind of guys that oh, he'd never hug you. He'd shake his hand, probably wouldn't even say I love you. But he knew he did because he was one of those kind of, he didn't need words. You know, he did actions on that. But man, when my grandfather died, dad came up to me one day and just hugged me. And I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? You know, I was like, I, I felt his forehead. I was afraid he's feverish or something like that. And, you know, for me, uh, I was in the middle of signing books when I found out and I had a line of people out the door and I'm just like, okay, I've got to finish this up. I've got to get this done. And then when I drove home is like, it kind of totally hit me. You know, when I was driving, I had to drive from McGee, Mississippi, which I spoke at the Chamber of Commerce's, they had a nice luncheon at a garden house. It was a fantastic event, but I was just like, okay, I've got to suck it up and hold it in, but I can't hold it in because if I do, it's going to eat me alive, you know? So at least I know that. Saturday morning, I ran 14 miles. Ooh. Yeah. And then... So what did that do for you mentally? It got me cleared in my head. Um, It wore me out. It made me tired. Uh, But what it also did, too, was we got in the car and we drove to go celebrate my nephew's 21st birthday. And it allowed us to be together as a family and enjoy a joy. Yes, we're still mourning our mother, but at the same time, we're also celebrating the life of an incredible nephew that I have who's up at Ole Miss, who's a great kid, and I'm very proud of him. And so we were able to laugh and we were able to think of mom in a positive way because she would have wanted that, to be honest with you. So um, that helped. The running does, the endorphins and so forth. It's like taking, you know, really good drugs, you know. I think that's challenging to do what you just said. Um, You know, I always hear people saying, like when Charlie Murphy passed away, there were people that were very sad and somebody said, well, Charlie would have wanted us to respond that this way instead of that way. So how much of it, you know, do you think is, is getting self out of the way and thinking, well, this is what the loved one would have wanted. So let's honor them even uh, in their death. Well, you know, I mean, mom, 
I, I'll tell you this right now. I got my sense of humor from my dad. Okay, I didn't get it from my mom. I got my art talent from my mom. You know, she gave me a lot of gifts, but she was not one of the funnier people on the planet. But how my family deals with things is that we make jokes. And that has been the most healing balm that I can think of. I mean, when you lose a 44-year-old brother-in-law to ALS, how do you how do you deal with that? Mm. Well, yeah, you're going to make some jokes about it. And, you know, that is how we lift each other up as a family. And so, I mean, I think, yeah, mom would probably want us to mourn, and we're going to, because believe me, next week is going to hit me. I mean, the weekend, because we, Easter, we couldn't do the funeral this weekend. We had to wait. Uh, so I got a week to feel, to to kind of work through this before the funeral. The funeral's going to hit me like a ton of bricks. And dad's did too. I mean, that was a tough thing. So, you know, I don't know. There's not a good way to do this. A lot, I do a lot of, I'll write in a notebook, whatever I'm thinking. You know, I'll sit down for 20 minutes and just write as much as I can just to mm-hmm. get out so I don't take it out on my family. And no order, just write whatever you're feeling. You know, and I knew it last night because I've got a 14-year-old. You know, teenagers are awesome. They really are. But at times they can be teenagers, right? Great kid. I mean, top-notch kid. I'm really proud of him. But he was giving me some sass last night. And it was everything. I mean, suddenly I felt this volcano start coming up from my belly and coming up through my throat and out my mouth. And I realized, okay, I'm about to seriously overreact mm. on him. And it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with that. At least I had the, the, the knowledge to be able to do that. And th- that was huge. That was really important. We do have a couple calls, sure. uh, Donna and Don. We're going to go first to Donna, who's in Meridian and wants to talk a little bit about grief. Good morning, Donna. Hi, Donna. Good morning. Go ahead. Um, well, my situation is somewhat different from yours. Uh, my husband passed away two years ago this month from pancreatic cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... He, that's, was, yeah. Uh, he was a pastor of a, a fairly large church here in Meridian for 25 years, and from diagnosis to his death, it was uh, almost three years uh, he lived he lived during that time, and all except for the first six months, he was able to continue to work and preach and do his pastoral duties. That's amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah, because that's, that's one that usually gets you in six months. So, I mean, the fact oh, yes. he lived three years is, shows how strong he was. Oh, absolutely. And uh, he was incredibly brave. But also, I mean, you know, of course, as a pastor's wife for 40 years, I, I, le- I leaned very heavily upon my Christian faith and upon my church and upon my Christian friends. And I can say without any reservation that um, the, everyone in our church just absolutely rallied behind us in every possible way. And I know that things would have been far more difficult than they were, and they were plenty difficult yeah. if it had not been, you know, for the enormous support that we had from not only our church but our community as well. Yeah, that's, you know, that my Facebook page just blew up this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you realize people like you, but then yeah. when when something bad happens and suddenly, I mean, it's amazing the people that lift you up, and I'm so glad to hear that on you. I'm reading C.S. Lewis's book, A Grief Observed, and I can't think of probably any finer Christian than C.S. Lewis. And to be honest with you, he had doubts and he shook his fist at the sky when his wife died, and you know, it's such a tough thing to get through, and and to know that you had that community to be able to lift you and your husband up during this time. I mean, that that right there is a, is a blessing in itself. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Don. Donna. We that was appreciate a great call. It. 
Uh, yeah, it was. Dawn is calling in from Oxford, and she wants to comment on the anniversary of her mom's death. Good morning, Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Good, good morning. Um, uh, I, I'm on the radio, so I have to put that out there. But um, I agree with you about humor because um, every year, especially, you know, you're going to have uh, markers like your birthday, your mom's birthday, oh, yeah. Mother's Day. Um, Christmas, and especially the anniversary of her passing. Um, and it's been 14 years, but, you know, it feels like it just happened an hour ago yeah. um, on these land on these landmarks. I call them landmarks because they really are. But the one thing that gets me through and has gotten me through since the day besides family and community, which I agree with Donna, um, is... Um, the fact that I carry my mom with me. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was an amazing cook, and I try and just be in the kitchen with her when I cook. And um, certain things I say, I hear her when I look at my child. I see her lineage. And so that's what carries me through on all of those landmarks because she's there and i always think no matter she died when she was 59 and it was very suddenly yeah um but the fact that i was lucky enough to have known her until her passing is you know what carries me through too and so i try and just remember everybody in my life and how lucky i am to have them today that is awesome advice thank you don and you're right because i know well dad died last july I mean, Christmas, wow, first time without him around, and then his birthday, and now we had Easter, and of course, then we lost mom, and I couldn't pick up the, and the weird thing is, of course, I can't pick up the phone and call them anymore. I mean, that phone number that we've had since 1967 is gone. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, but I I love what you had to say, especially about in the kitchen, and, and I think about dad, you know, dad taught me to drive, and the first time we ever rode together, I was 15, day I turned 15, he made me drive to Chattanooga from Atlanta, and he was sitting <laughs> sitting in the seat next to me, and the man fell asleep five minutes into the trip, Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and, and didn't bother him, he was just, I, he was, must have been very tired, and I swear, every time I drive, I always think of him sitting next to me in the in the seat. Mm, that's um, special. And I did 25,000 miles since August, so I drive a lot. And, it, yeah. you know, right. it's little things like that. Dawn, thank you so much. That was a great call. Appreciate yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I tell you what, this has been pretty helpful, too, and I appreciate everybody calling in. We would love to hear from you, uh, you know, if you've got ideas on how you grieve and how you get past, how do you deal with the loss of a loved one? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Katie Eubanks and Dustin Barnes are going to join us, and they're going to talk about a little road trip they had and how they had to listen to each other's music. It's going to be great. It's going to lighten the mood a little bit. And then we'll get back to talking about, you know, life itself. This is Marshall Ramsey, and this is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Got a great show today. Thank you for listening. I hope you're having a great Monday, too. Of course, the Monday after Easter. And I just want to let you know, public service announcement, Easter candy's half off. So hurry up, go to the store, get your half off, you know, malted eggs and so forth. What are those little soft thingies? They, they look like bunnies and they're All real the soft. peeps? Yes, Stick peeps. a peep in the microwave. I that like is those. awesome. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Blows up. It's great. Good stuff. Yeah, we, um, needless to say, my kids got plenty of candy over the weekend. So Easter Bunny came. The dog didn't eat the Easter Bunny, so that worked out pretty good. Although I did post a picture of her, you know, looking at the Easter Bunny through the door. She was not mm-hmm. happy about it. So <laughs> I did catch the Easter Bunny. I tell you what, like I mentioned before, great show. We've been talking a little bit about grief and of course, phone calls have been fantastic. And the question of the day is this, how do you deal with the loss of a loved one? Of course, I, unfortunately, and of course, um, Sharita didn't want me coming in today, to be honest with you. And the only reason I'm here today is because I need a little bit of normalcy right now. Mm-hmm. But my mom passed away on Friday and it was sudden, although it's not terribly unexpected, but it's still tough as my lost my dad in July and now my mom. So it's been kind of a weird few months. Um, Great calls, and I appreciate you calling. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. And right now, we've got Myers from Vicksburg on. Hello, Myers. Thanks for holding. Hi, it's Peter Myers. Hey, Peter. Um, uh, yeah, one thing just to keep in mind uh, is that uh, no two people grieve the same way. Exactly. And, and um, you know, a lot of couples, after, after the loss of a child, get a divorce because they're yeah. saying, well, he's not grieving, he's not sorry. And that's not true, but everybody does it differently. And so if you expect somebody to do it your way, it won't happen. Exactly. You know, that's a great point because I remember at my grandfather's funeral, and that was tough. I mean, he was a neat guy. My sister and I are cutting jokes, and people are looking at us like we're just the most awful human beings on the planet. And little did they know that we were just like an inch from breaking down, and that was the only thing that was keeping us together. So you're you're, right. yeah, that's laughter does laughter can help, but you have to be kind of careful about who you laugh around. You know, <laughs> Good point. You, you, you don't want to uh, uh, the people that that are uh, the other people that are grieving differently. You don't right. want them to to uh, be scandalized by what you do. Just a couple of other things. Sure. I, when uh, I was eleven years old, when my mother died, and uh, I, I would just say, uh, get a kid counseling. Yeah. I mean, if that if that happens. Um, uh, and, and don't don't ask the kid if he needs counseling because he's going to say no. Of course he's going to say no. Uh, but but get him to a counselor, somebody who who knows something. Um, one of the things that was so difficult for me is when my brother and I would start talking about my mother when she died. When we were, I was eleven, he was eight. Um, my aunts, who were very well-meaning people, uh, but they would contradict us. Oh no, your mother, you know. Yeah. <laughs> your mother didn't do that. Uh, uh your mother didn't allow you to eat fried chicken with your hands. Uh, you know, <laughs> that sort of nonsense, but but we it just kind of shut us down. Yeah. And and so we occasionally would have conversations um in private, but um you know, kids really when, when it's a when it's a child, um they they really and then of course uh for for adults who have uh, lost a child, there's the Compassionate Friends, which is an excellent organization that really does help people get through their grief. Uh, there's one in Jackson. I'm not sure where else there are in Mississippi. But, it, it, I mean, they really do a wonderful work. Peter, that's a great call. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And that's so true. You know, about the children is something that, um, you know, you forget. You look around and go, like, oh, there's my kids. This is affecting them, too. And that's when I need to step up and say, okay, 
I need to be a great dad right now. So yeah, that's and it's challenging for you to be grieving and then trying to help your kids grieve as well because kids sometimes don't know how to express themselves. So that's a, that's yeah, a huge challenge. Exactly. Teenagers, you know, yeah. they, they kind of struggle with that on a good day. <laughs> so needless <laughs> to say. All right, we're going to switch gears. We do have a couple folks on the line, but we'll, we'll get to them in just a few minutes because I am excited to have in the studio uh, two people that I work with over at the Coin and Ledger who are absolutely an awful lot of fun and a lot of energy. And Katie's been on before, Katie Eubanks. And, of course, this is a uh, inaugural visit for Dustin Barnes. No Yay. pressure. So don't yeah. stink. If you stink, you're not coming back. That's all it is. So the pressure is high. Yeah, we got to get the microphone adjusted. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. I forgot to give you microphone 101 before you came in. Thank you all for being here. Now, you're let me welcome. set the stage. Work trip. Yes. So you're having to go to Lafayette, Louisiana, which there's no good way to get there from here. Right. Very true. Yeah. So it takes, if you've got six months to live, hop in the car and go to Lafayette. It's going <laughs> to seem like you're living 18, 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I love this. You kind of like forced each other to listen to each other's music. Yes. It was Dustin's idea. So um, I've been the subject of ridicule in the office before for not knowing certain <laughs> songs. Why, yes, you have. And um, Katie has a an old soul and has yes. a lot of... A lot of yeah, she's of listening to stuff that I used to listen to. So yeah, that's how exactly yeah. stuff I mean, I've never heard of before. Pearl Jam. So I had not heard of Pearl Jam knowingly until this trip with Katie. Oh, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Okay, millions of Mississippians just drove off the road going, "What? No <laughs> Pearl Jam? <laughs> not that I not that I was aware of." So right. Katie, yeah, they're um, a new band. Introduced me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. newish. I mean, new for my playlist, honestly. Like they were one of the more recent things that was on my list. God, you and my 14 year old both. You know, I mean. My Fortune loves them, so it's kind of yeah, fun. He yeah. listens to old music too. So, how did that go? I mean, how did it work? Um, well, I'll say what was interesting is we both actually had a really good experience listening to each other's sort of styles of music. We mm-hmm. actually had mm-hmm. some double dipping that was yes, not planned. That it wasn't really Mariah funny. Carey, though, right? No. It was nice. Because yeah, you love you some Mariah Carey. I, I you do. got a portrait I, of her up at I, your desk. Portrait, autograph. Um, His Christmas cards for Mariah officially. Carey. Was it really yeah. signed by Mariah Carey? It was signed by Mariah. Wow, yes. That's cool. Um, No, but we both, um, we each chose, and this is so random, but we each put a cover of Gordon Lightfoot's If You Could Read My Mind on our playlist. Mine was done by Johnny Cash, and his was from the Studio 54 soundtrack, which basically, like, sums up the entire Uh, Pretty much off on both ends of the spectrum. Johnny Cash covered that song? Oh, it's good. Oh, everything, right at the end when he did that last album was just like, you know. The American Recordings albums are his best stuff. Yeah. like it's Which I, I commented to her. I'm actually a fan of his cover of Hurt. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my gosh, yes. I mean, I loved it. Yeah, because you, you felt his pain. Yes. As, mm-hmm. and here he was at the end of his life. And you yeah. just watch it. Even when you watch the video, you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So how far did you get into the trip before the iPod went out the window? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I only, you know, you, you probably only wanted to die like once or twice, right? The yeah, most offensive song to you. Um, honestly, it was the the Pearl Jam that yeah. she had chosen. Apparently, it's not a well-known one, but I couldn't understand anything he said. Um, and so I was yeah. not a huge fan of that. So you one. were afraid he was mocking you or something? I, I didn't know what he was saying. I came up with my own lyrics, which <laughs> made her laugh. But yeah. Can you ruin the air or is it something we'd have to bleep you out? I don't remember. The real lyrics couldn't be put yeah. on the air. But okay. my lyrics well, were point. just nonsensical, like the bathroom door is closed. And just I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> which Pearl Jam song was it? It was Porch, which is probably not the best one to start. But it's off the first newbie. album. It is off the first album, so it had to be off the first album. And I was like, 
it, it was partly a selfish decision because I was tired of their hits like Alive and Black yeah. and stuff. That's really what I should have done. But I was just like, no, I'm going to put Porch on there. <laughs> you know, see how he likes that. <laughs> you know, it was interesting that you guys came up with this this whole idea of sharing each other's playlists because uh, to me, it kind of helps you understand the other person and mm-hmm. their personality altogether. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I have friends, and, and this just lets me know how wide the, the world of music is. I have friends, they say an artist's name, and I'm like, who is this? And you yeah. watch the Country Music Awards, and it's some famous person. So I think it's amazing that you guys decided to come up with this. So do you think you understand her better as a person now? <laughs> I, I do. I will say our our style of creating playlists is a little different. Um, <laughs> she's like, she went in hardcore, like, I'm going to get all these in. I have to edit. I have too many. And I just do music as emotion. So here's mm-hmm. what I was feeling. My, my playlist had more of a theme, mm-hmm. and hers was just, here's what I love. Mine had a theme, too. Good songs. That? Oh yeah, bam. Ar- arguable, but um, th- there were some there were some great songs on there. I admit. So it looks like a Mary in Braxton has a, a Pearl Jam comment. So. Hello, Mary. What's your thought? Hey, how are you all this morning? We're doing great. Good. Well, I want to uh, say that I uh, approached Pearl Jam from the other direction. I never heard of them until I was probably uh, in my forties or fifties. Yeah, it's an and, interesting. Uh, so uh, this young man who he didn't uh, hadn't heard of or her hadn't heard of, I understand, but it's from a completely different direction. Well, no, thank you yeah. so much, Mary. Thank you. Dustin yeah. really appreciates being yeah, on okay, his team. Here. We've got the chalkboard here. One vote for Dustin <laughs> on this. Oh, Mary, thank you, Mary. Yeah. I tell you what we need to get for Dustin. We need to get Eddie Vedder's ukulele songs. Yeah, that's, that's actually, that would be really good. And you would really honestly think yeah. that it's the most... It's beautiful. You think it would just rip your ears off? It's no. fantastic. And, He's it, got and, a you beautiful can't, voice. and you can't understand the lyrics on that one. Yeah. So I, I did. Now, Dustin, I did text you a few other. Pearl Jam recommendations later on that I think would be more palatable for you. But and I bet he hit delete really quick, didn't yeah. he? Well, my my messages <laughs> auto delete after a week. So I think he that has not listened to them. I've I've scarred him for life. There was a, a blues singer on your playlist that I'm yes. obsessed with her now, and mm-hmm. I have her down on some of my new playlists. Yeah. Who would that be? Susan Tedeschi yeah. with mm-hmm. of the Tedeschi Trucks band, but she, yeah. her solo stuff is really good too. What a voice! Yeah, she's really really good. Yeah, I was just thinking what Sharita and I would be like if we did our playlist. Oh, y'all that. should do it. Oh, I'd, I'd have to dig out all my cassettes. Or maybe my eight <laughs> tracks. You still have cassettes? Yeah, of course I do. I'm not throwing oh, them away just goodness. in case that technology comes back. Yeah. It'll be like vinyl one day. It'll be cool. I don't think well, it ever will be, no. You gotta get the pencil in there and rewind it after it so goes you know, spaghetti uh, all over your car. Right. So, you yeah. know, Prince is on mine. Michael oh, Jackson. Okay, so you and I are there. We're there together. What about Kendrick Lamar? He's a rapper, but he's a what many would called a, con- a conscious rapper. Say I've got many of his MP3s. No. Okay, MP3s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big old school fan. So Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh yes. Al Green. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no qualms just yet. No, I'm there. I'm there okay. with you. So you and I, are, we're getting along. Kirk That's Franklin. I've never heard of Kirk. My mother gospel is singer. a yeah, 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 fan yeah, of okay. Kirk. Yeah, I love yeah. Kirk. Did you okay. say you've never heard of Kirk well, Franklin? I didn't. Know, I didn't then you said gospel and it clicked, okay? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, in the blues realm, I don't know, Mr. Sip, of course, he's local. Oh, Mr. Sip's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Dexter Allen, all those local guys. Yeah. Uh, gospel. I don't, now, Rock, I, I'm completely lost on the Rock side. Ooh, see, I'd have Marshall, to you'll some, have to educate yeah, I, 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 You know, I'll do it to you what I did to my kids. I started in the 50s, we got through that pretty quick. We got to the <laughs> 60s with the Beatles and everything, and then we got to the 70s, and they were doing Led Zeppelin yes. and so forth, and they understood, you know, the, the genius of, you know, 
John Bonham and Jimmy Page. And then we kind of moved into the 80s. And they're like, God, there's a lot of synthesizers here, but there's some good stuff if you really dig. <laughs> then they got to the 90s, and, and you know they got to Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and they were pretty good with that. And then the, kind of the wheels came off, and they stuck there. So uh, Now, are you a, a, a fan of jazz? Yes. I'm, I'm a huge Ella Fitzgerald, Dinah Washington, oh, yeah. Nina Simone. You know, it's right now I'm kind of in a jazz mood, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I can, you know, I can see everything that. going on. It's kind of nice sitting in a dark room and, you know, listen to that mellow. and just kind of be mellow. We'll have to exchange iPods for a day, see how that works. Yeah. My thing is, I mean, I, you know, I don't create a playlist. I just hit random. Hmm. And, I mean, all kinds of weird stuff pops up. That's kind of And, then, and then my kids are buying stuff on the same account. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I tell you what I listened to this morning when I was running was the, the, the very thing I've listened to five million times is the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, yeah. so I've heard it's yeah, awesome. My shot. It so my shot. You had what? Whoa, 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 whoa. I've heard that's good. Yeah. So I still haven't listened to the whole thing either. I've listened to See? a few songs. I'm not alone. Oh. Okay. I just, I don't have Spotify premium, so I have to hit shuffle and then, yeah. I just, yeah. I, don't. I, I pay the nine ninety five for this premium. I love it. Um, yeah. The Hamilton soundtrack is great. Lin-Manuel is amazing. He actually um, helped write with the song with Moana soundtrack, which yeah. I'm also. Oh, my gosh. And that was a fantastic huge, movie. Huge, huge fan of that song. I don't know her name. She's 15, and she did the voice for Munch. Mm-hmm. But at the Oscars, when she got up and got hit in the face with a flag. <laughs> and just kept okay. going. And just kept going. Yeah. But, I mean, her voice, she was 15, and she sounded like she was, like, 40. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah, very talented. All right. Well, any last thoughts? I will point out because I sort of became musically aware in the mid to late 90s and then on. But my mother, I was raised listening to Motown. Yeah. So like, you know, Gladys Knight and the Pips. I knew that when I was just a, just a little baby. Yeah. And but um, some things that surprised Katie, maybe my inclusion of Tracy Chapman. Mm-hmm. Um, I have her cover of Stand By Me, which is still one of my absolute mm, favorites sweet. with a guitar. And then I'm um, Fast Car. I can't have a oh, yeah. trip playlist without Fast Car. It's, one yeah. it's the best. Yeah, there's... um. Oh gosh, what's the name of the song? It's Almond Brothers. It's just an instrumental. It's like the oh. grass, best road. To, oh, is it Melissa? It's maybe Melissa. Mm-hmm. Not. It's not Little Martha, but it's. I'm trying to think. But anyway, yeah. uh, fantastic. It, it was in um, Field of Dreams. They use that when they're driving along oh, in the, in the I bus. Don't even so remember. It's so good on that as well. Oh, that's great. This has been a great discussion. I need to get you guys back. Yeah, because you passed. Yeah, you passed. My mom's favorite singer was Neil Diamond. Oh man, man, and I could always tell if she had a rough day because it'd be "Love on the Rocks." It'd be like, oh. So for for the rest of my life, I will think of my mother every time I hear "You Don't Bring Me Flowers" or "Love on oh, Sweet, Caroline. Sweet Caroline" or whatever. She was a big Neil Diamond fan, so very good. You got Pearl Jam going. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. Exactly. And we have Bill and Becky to get to when we get back from the break as well. We will do that. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Thanks for having us. I'll see you in about 30 minutes. All right. All right. Coming up next, we're going to discuss a little bit more how to deal. There's no right or wrong way, but we want to hear how you deal with the loss of a loved one. And the number is 877-MPB-RING. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Touching me, touching me. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome back.
back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and that was played in honor of my mom, who passed away on Friday after she'd been sick for a long time, but it was a very sudden thing, and it kind of surprised us all. But her name is Virginia. She was um, one of the more interesting people that I've ever met in my life, and I'm glad she was my mom because I am who I am because of her. And so we kind of... Sharita didn't really want me coming in today, to be honest with you. And I kind of, be honest with you, want to have a little bit of normalcy. So I came in anyway because I'm stubborn like that. I totally understand. And I think it's been a good show. It really has been. And we've had some great calls. And, you know, we did throw out a question of the day. How do you deal with the loss of a loved one? And, And honestly, my sisters and I. Uh, we deal with a lot of humor because that's how our household was growing up, and that's kind of who we are. Um, but also, I mean, I write in journals and I run and I do, you know, because I try not to self-medicate in bad ways because it's very mm. easy to do that. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING, and that's 877-672-7464. And you, hey, phones are lighting up. We want to hear yep. from you. Who do you want to go to next first? Let's go to Bill. has been holding on for about 15 minutes, and then we'll go to Becky. Bill, uh, you're a patient man. I appreciate you hanging on. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Sarita. Uh, this is for Marshall. Listen up. Yeah. Uh, this may help. Don't give up your mom's landline number. Okay. Have it transferred. Have it transferred to your son's phone. And every time you call him, it'll remind you of your mom. That's a great idea. That really is. I'll, I'll do okay. that. I, yeah, I'm writing that down right now. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. That's a good Sarita, call. I love you. All right. Love you, Bill. Thank hey, you thanks, for Bill. calling. That's, right. that's not a bad idea. That is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you forget with technology, you can do fun things like that. Right. So I know because their number has been active since 68, 67, something like that. That's, that's yeah. a long time. Speaking um, of numbers, who, who would you like to go to next? Becky is, mo- is in Mobile. She's been waiting for a while. Good morning, Becky. Thank hey, you for holding on. Becky, thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. I want to thank you for what you're doing, and I applaud what you're talking about. I want to ask you a question. Your question to us was, how do we get through our own grief issues? Right. And, uh, excuse me, my question to you is, are you aware of Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross? I am not. Well, let me tell you who she was. She was originally born in Poland. And she worked with, excuse me, she worked with people who were in concentration camps in World War II. And she eventually came to this this country and, and practiced at um, one of the top medical hospitals in the Northeast. I can't remember right now. But anyway, she was the one who taught us about the different stages of grief. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, bu, 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 denial, anger, bargaining, shock, depression, acceptance. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've got them written down. All right. Shock, denial, mm-hmm. anger, depression, and acceptance. Right. And I find... In my journey of 76 years, that that roadmap has helped me tremendously in working through my own grief issues. Right. Um, Both parents have been deceased for many, many years, but I find as I continue on with my own journey that there are always triggers that are going to trigger something. And I so appreciate what you do with your program. I appreciate what Mississippi Public Radio does with their programming. Um, I save a side quiet time every Sunday night and listen to Mississippi Public Radio from about 9 till 11 because that gets me focused spiritually and emotionally where I need to be. And I can reflect on the events of my life. And there are always going to be triggers. There are going to be happy triggers. 
There are going to be sad triggers. And music is a way to help me bring some of this stuff together for myself. That's a great idea. I just, in fact, I just wrote that down. Thank you so much. What a good call. Appreciate that. I, I tell you, Sharita, before we go to the next call, um, you know, I mean, the last few years with dad having, you know, dementia mm-hmm. and then mom having COPD and then her getting sick over, you know, longer and longer and longer over time, you know, you, you wake up one day and you just realize, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. Mm. I mean, you don't, it's almost like a bruise, you know, it just, you, you wake up and you barely can get out of bed one day and you're just like going, okay, my brain is overwhelmed mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't realize it. And you're like, okay, well, I got to get somebody to help me on this or I got to get past this. And, um, so was there a period of denial when you felt like it might be depression, but you didn't want to accept it? I don't even know. It, it was probably as much exhaustion as it was depression on mm-hmm. that, just because it's like every five minutes, the phone would light up, you know, there'd be an email or there'd be a text or there'd be a crisis or something like that. And I'm blessed. I have got the two most awesome sisters in the world mm-hmm. and, uh, we've always worked very well as a team. And so we've all, but there's just a general fatigue that sets in on this. And I don't know if it was really denial. I mean, I never did. It's just, I just, you just don't realize it. You know, mm, it's like, yeah, you just, you're going doing your normal thing. I mean, I've never missed a day of work. I've always done the cartoons. I've always managed to do it. But you, you're suddenly realizing you're, okay, it's harder to access the creativity. Mm-hmm. You're a little bit tired here. You know, you get home and instead of playing with your kids or engaging with your family, you just go sit down in a corner and you realize, okay, this can't go on. I've got to, to kind of address this. Mm-hmm. And, um, if, you know, for as tough as it's been, you know, and I'm one of those kind of people, I say, okay, you take something really bad and what do you learn from it? And you can turn something good out of a bad situation. I uh, truly believe that my dad, you know, when we we're water skiing, I would fall down. I would hurt, you know, he'd come and poke me with the paddle saying, grab the rope. We're going to get you back up. He did that to me mm-hmm. after I had cancer. He poked me and he made me get up and walk around the block because he didn't want my story to be about how I can't had cancer. So it's always been kind of, that's how we do things. But this one, you're just like, okay, I'm learning a lot about myself on this. Um, What can we do to make things better? And at the end of the day, I want to be a better dad. Mm. You know, I want to be a better husband. And so, yeah, it's been, I'm going to look back on this going, okay, this was rotten, but this is going to be something really um, where my kids will say, you know what, dad kind of grew up a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad you're you're using this as a as an opportunity to self reflect and and be self aware. You know, I yeah. think you're right in that there is something that can be learned from from every trial and tribulation. Yeah, and I will tell you what, I mean, mom having the heart problems and everything else, that's why I run so much. Hmm. Guess yeah. what? I have genetics, I, and, I, and I need to take good care of myself. Yeah, I need I, to join you from time to time. Yeah, come you on. You do 14, I'll do 1.4. That's fine. You can get a little bike, <laughs> and you can ride next to me, and you can be like Mickey and Rocky going, come on there. Come on, Rocky. Yeah, that'll yeah, work. That'd be great. So, All right, who's next? Uh, we have Sue, who's in, it looks like, uh, Beaumont. She's a story. Uh, good morning to you, Sue. Hi, Sue. First of all, I'd like to say Marshall, uh, condolences, and I'm so sorry. You're, you're a great guy. and I just Hey, thank you. I just extend my condolences to you. And as far as riding together with somebody in the car and having to share music, <laughs> my best friend who died last July, we were friends for 30 years. Well, one time she was making a trip out to Arizona, and I was going as far as San Antonio, so she let me ride with her to get out there to San Antonio. It was a 700-mile trip, and she didn't like any. She liked, Oh, no. She liked, she liked gospel music, and I like Creedence Clearwater and Pink Floyd and Ray Charles. <laughs> Sue, I'll ride with you any day. She said, I can't do that, so... Anyway, we finally agreed on Creedence Clearwater. We did both like that. We listened to it for 700 miles. And I, I hope you would know the lyrics by now. <laughs> I do. Every time I listen to that song, I know that by heart. But anyway, I just thought to tell you that. And 
love you to pieces and you take care okay man thank you so much so i appreciate that Bye-bye. yeah it's funny we, we ride in the car in the family of course we have the little tv in the car so they can watch movies and whatever but i looked up saturday as we're driving and i was like everybody had headphones on. oh wow <laughs> they were on their different world so yeah yeah I, I did something today I was proud of. I made it to work without checking my phone, not even at what? a red light. And I'm telling you, physically, my hand was itching. Isn't it amazing? I'm telling you, we're, yeah. we're, we get, it's kind of dangerous the way we're getting attached to these phones. You I know? know it. And, you know, speaking of dangers and, and phones, we're talking about grieving and loss. Yeah. You know, the, the story of the, the man, Robert Godwin, in Cleveland, who was randomly murdered by that guy, Steve Stevens. I stumbled upon that videotape, and I really regret that I watched it. On Facebook um, on fake- Live. And I'm at this point where I'm man. thinking they could get rid of Facebook Live tomorrow and I'd be quite happy with it. It makes you want to do it because now it seems like folks Everybody are wanting has to a broadcast. Yeah. yeah. You know, wanting to get some kind of attention. So that, it, that was very It disturbing. was literally like watching Satan on Easter. Because, mm. I mean, just it just was pure evil what that guy did. Yeah. And they're still looking for him. I mean, yeah, they are. He's I think still at large. last they got a ping off his cell phone in Erie, Pennsylvania. Right. I hope they get him and string him up by his toes. Yeah, but we, we got to put these phones down. We do. And I tell you, after, um, you know, the wreck that we talked about in December, if I had been looking at my phone, I would have plowed right into the middle of that. I'm just wow. so thankful. And so from that point on, and I'm like you, I'm addicted to it. So I throw it in the console and shut mm-hmm. the door because you know, I have a little cable that hooks in so I can listen to music. But And you can tell, send people a message that says I'm driving, can't yeah. answer. You know, it just it's an automated message that sends for you. Yeah. But that's my addiction. It's the doggone phone. But just seeing yesterday about that man killed oh, on yeah. Facebook Live is just, <sighs> just horrible. Now his family is having to grieve. A 74-year-old man. And There's what no a sweet-looking guy, too. How long he would have lived. He had just left his family for Easter. Just a horrible situation. Could have been in your grandfather. Real tragedy. Who do you want to go to next? We can go to Joel, who's in Pascagoula. Uh, hello, Joel. Hey, Joel. Hello. How are you? Great. I'm doing okay, and I appreciate you calling. Yeah, I just I wanted to say thank you because uh, my family was pretty much like yours. We might be laughing and crying at the same time, but I lost uh, I lost a dear friendship by making a joke about somebody who was dying, and that was the thing that we always did, and, and uh, you know, it breaks my heart that she doesn't. Yeah. Talk to me anymore. Oh, I hope that that gets resolved because life's too short to be mad over something like that. Well, I hope so. Yeah. He's a wonderful person. Well, you ought to pick up the phone one day and just say, you know, I apologize that that I offended you, but I, I really miss you and I value your friendship. And who knows? That might might work. Yeah, I'll, I will do that because it, might. it yeah. might. It's been long enough now that that might work. Yeah, because I, like I discovered Friday, you know, you can't say anything once it's too late. So. Nope, and and uh, you know that I always I always thought everybody did that. I know, I know. Like I said, we got some great looks when we were doing it, so I understand. Okay, well, thank you. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Joel. We appreciate your call. And uh, we still have a little time this morning. We're talking about how to deal with grief, um, some ways that you deal with the loss of a loved one. If you want to tell us about a uh, particular music that uplifts you, we'd love to have your call, hear your voice this morning, 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Marshall um, has been brave and gracious enough to be in studio with us after having lost his mother this past weekend. So we're just trying to encourage him and maybe, uh, you know, heal through each other this morning on the show. So we appreciate everyone who has called in and marshall we do have a couple calls ready yeah cora is in westville it's not west 
Louisville is Louisville. Oh, Louisville. See, that, that's why you've never heard <laughs> of it. It's, 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 it's fictitious. Um, How you got west out of Lewis. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing that Westfield just for my next novel so I can face it there. It's just south of Louisville. By the way, um, Louisville, y'all have had a tough few years, but, I mean, what a resilient, wonderful town. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It really is. Yeah. I don't have a story to tell you about how I deal with grief because I don't know how to. I recently lost two children. Oh, Lord. Apart. Mm-hmm. My daughter was 38 and died of an overdose. Oh, gosh. I knew she was messing with marijuana and maybe some other stuff. I was trying to help her. But when she died and they took her to the hospital, she had an ethanol patch, like you put on cancer patients, on a place up between her shoulders where she could not have reached. Okay. That was very traumatizing and still is. Ten months later, my 34-year-old son drowned. Oh, no. And it was 27 hours before they found his body in the water. He was deep. And I have, I'm struggling, and I'm still mad, and it's still so raw. Like it happened yesterday, oh, both of them. Cora. And I have, I have faith in God, but it's not a help, and nothing helps. I wish I could just give you a hug right now. You you have faced what every parent's worst nightmare, and you've had it happen to you twice. And I, I hope that one of your friends is listening right now and can get to you and, and to just do something to help lift you up. Cause yeah, I hope the community comes to the rescue as well. I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't blame you. you. I would be quite angry, too, if I were you, because you have suffered something that is so grossly unfair that, nobody should ever have to go through and i'm so sorry and i and i think it's good that you know she should give herself permission and you as well to feel whatever it is you want to feel you know don't don't feel oh i shouldn't be angry if anger is what you feel i think you should just try to feel it in the moment but uh, as 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 well as you can try to bounce back and and i know it's just find something to fight for still just be honest mm-hmm. you know yeah really is. cora bless you yeah extremely sorry to hear about both of those losses cora and um but we hope you can maybe find a counselor as well some someone that you trust to to talk to that would be good as well and don't deal with the pain alone and don't swallow it definitely mm-hmm. all right appreciate it all right let's, well, we got a little time let's go to a couple more calls all right randy is in philadelphia good morning randy hey randy uh good morning yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, well, the grief issue is is uh, divorce. Yeah, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really a, you know you know a difficult thing. Sure. So. Oh, I'm so sorry. How long? How long is this? How long you've been going through this? On and off for about two years. Yeah, we've been married for almost eight years. Oh wow. It's just really difficult. It's yeah. Really, I know, and it, it, it you you feel like it probably will never get easier, and I know someday that it will, but you always have that scar, you know, and it's always going to be, man, I'm sorry, that that's a tough one. And divorce, grief yeah. from divorce is a is an area that we really don't even think about, you know, but there are just so many different forms of grief that people are dealing with, and I, I read something that says that when you're grieving, that it never ends it just comes and goes yeah. you know so this idea that you're going to be able to grieve for 
a couple of weeks and then just feel better is unrealistic. Well, the stages is, is great, but it never seems to work out that way. You kind of bounce around on that. And like I said, I'm reading C.S. Lewis is a grief observed. And um, I know my sister read it when she went through a divorce and, 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 and I've read it when dad died. I'm rereading it again today. Uh, and it, you know, here's a guy, C.S. Lewis, he's got his stuff together. You know, he's mm-hmm. probably no finer Christian writer ever since, you know, the day of when they actually wrote the good book. Um, and even he had his doubts. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel, you know, that's a tough thing. Um, but you know, we come from a generation where it's, you know, you want to swallow all this stuff. Next thing you know, you've got ulcers and cancer and everything else because Mm. your body is, you're in the fight or flight syndrome the whole time. Yeah. Well, so. uh, Randy, we appreciate you calling yeah, in. Yeah, thank you so much, buddy. I- we definitely hope that over time uh, the, the pain will ease some. Thank you for your call. Yeah. Uh, last call goes to Mikey and Mobile. Mikey, we have about 30, 45 seconds. Go ahead. Marshall, you're you're still in shock. And oh, yeah. And you have inspired me so much that I just want to leave you with this thought. Okay. Um, uh, uh, your mother and father, anyone that you lost is not lost to you. Um if you train yourself, and you can do it um, with a little practice, write down your dreams when you first wake up or put them in a tape recorder or whatever. With your artistic talents, this should be easy for you. But believe me, last night I had two of the dreams that I had. One involved my grandmother, one involved my mother. And we were just as contentious as we ever were. We were just as loving as we ever were. And that's what I have that I hope helps. That's good. Although if I started drawing up some of my dreams, I would either get probably thrown in the funny farm or, you know. You can burn them. You can burn it after you draw it. That's probably a good idea, to be honest with you, because people think I'm a little bit out of out of my mind anyway, and that definitely do. Hey, great call. And thank you, everybody who's called today, and thank you for the, the nice wishes. I know social media is lit up. There's a lot of good people out there. Sharita, you're one of them. Thank you. Thank you for producing today. All right, this is a production of MPB Think Radio. Coming up next is Southern Remedy. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. And we will do this again next week. How about that? All right, have an awesome week. See you later.